Hello and welcome to episode 20 of the Carson Daily Show, the crypto culture talk show one Twitter user describes as sucks. I'm your ship posting and degen roasting host, Carson Daly. This week, we're talking about Amazon rumors, Web3 job opportunities, ETH Denver, and unfortunately, Yuga Labs. Let's get after it. Rumors are stirring up about good old boy Jeff Bezos because apparently Amazon is set to launch its own NFT marketplace in April. Like every other crypto art marketplace, the platform will allow users to buy and sell NFTs and will feature a wide range of digital assets from various creators and artists. Unlike every other crypto art marketplace, Amazon already has a shit ton of daily traffic and users, so people are speculating that this move could be a significant development in the NFT market as it could drive mainstream adoption of blockchain-based digital assets. I'm so bullish about this. Just you wait till the general population are unleashed on an entirely different class of stuff to buy to fill their time. In case you were wondering, among the things crazier than NFTs that you can buy on Amazon right now are 1,500 live ladybugs for $3.05, a prefabricated home in a shipping container for $36,000, and a 55-gallon drum of water-based lubricant. Soon we'll see posts on Overheard LA bragging about the Ponzi Amazon purchases. I bought the new Skims bodysuit dupe, a pack of 128 tea light candles, and a knockoff NFT of Madonna's vagina. You can't even tell it wasn't created by Beeple. Am I still streaming? On the upside, Amazon reports to have over 300 million active customer accounts, which pales in comparison to the nearly 3 billion monthly active users of Facebook, and we all know how that NFT integration has been going. However, I reckon everything should be fine as long as Uncle Jeff doesn't go full Zuck and rename the company something insane like Fungi. I personally cannot deal with a shiny-headed Bezos avatar staring into my soul with its poorly rendered, lifeless eyes, and frankly, no one else should have to either. Despite most of the news of crypto-related job cuts at the top of the year and in 2022, the demand for blockchain developers is on the rise. He's on fire! And guess what? It's not just in the cryptocurrency industry. According to a recent report, other industries like healthcare, finance, and gaming are also in need of blockchain developers. As the technology gains popularity for its ability to improve security, transparency, and efficiency, the demand for developers familiar with it has seen a 200% increase since last year. I haven't been able to use the words 200% increase when talking about chain-related matters for so long, and goddamn, I've missed it. What's even better is the demand for blockchain developers is far outpacing the supply, so it's likely that these opportunities will come with an attractive compensation package, which is something a lot of crypto bulls are probably in dire need of right now. In conclusion, my brothers and sisters in STEM, if you're looking for career opportunities in Web3, you might consider an online course or a self-taught service like CryptoZombies.io. Get your solidity on, baby. In fact, do spend more time at home, alone, and behind the computer learning how to code and develop. You'll heed this warning after you find out what happened in Denver. 
ETH Denver, the Web3 industry's preeminent event of the new year was last week, which also means, more importantly, ETH Denver ended last week. Despite the fact that I, along with many others, made the cautionary decision not to attend the event because unfortunately there is still no vaccine to protect against cringe, we were exposed to moments of such against our own will. And for that, I am incredibly offended. One such viral moment occurred when a five-person group performed an anthem at the conference's opening ceremony. Since I had to hear this song against my will, so do you, at least for a minute or two. Bogey, drop the fucking track. Despite the group claiming the lyric is, we promise not to use centralized exchanges run by these toxic dudes, I definitely heard something else. Many quote tweeters and reply guys had a lot to say about this mess. I, at first, was too stunned to speak, but I do actually have a few thoughts on the matter. First, let me paint the picture of the characters involved in this tragic performance. Jonathan Mann, aka a song a day guy, Leah Lamar, a.k.a. washed-up clubhouse personality and so-bad-she's-bad stand-up comedian. Gabriel Haynes, a.k.a. the guy who makes videos shouting with his shirt off while wielding a machete. His wife, Lee Eller, a.k.a. mother of DGENs, and someone called It's Privacy Man, who has 15 followers on Twitter. Now let me get off what I didn't say, but could have said in a tweet. The closest Leah Lamar will ever get to being well-respected in crypto and Web3 was the time someone went up to her at a conference and confused her for me. This mother of DGENs, um, there's nothing more sad and inexcusable in 2023 than building an online persona around being somebody's wife. At least go the mommy blogger route. Gabe, you're a fat guy with a machete who records videos of himself screaming what he reads on Twitter. This guy is one t-shirt away from being Web3's Alex Jones. He was tolerable when he was screaming about things I agreed with, but now he's singing about the things that I hate. It's privacy, man. Who the fuck are you? There is either something seriously insidious or a little bit endearing that you've got 15 followers on a Twitter account that's been active since 2021. You can only harp on privacy so much before it starts making you wildly suspicious. As for Jonathan Mann, the song a day guy, honestly, no notes. I'm sorry you're batching with these dumpster fire humans. Even more than that, I'm sorry that your one song for that day was this song. I might have liked it if it were just you. So keep going. Just consider picking better company or at least people who can sing fucking harmony. Also, let me put this out there. Before Leah stands troll me, just know I'm not the only one who thinks she's shit. Even Wikipedia has absolutely roasted her, saying she struggled as a comedian and wasn't relevant until she became a clubhouse squatter. And also, she can edit Wikipedia. Think about that. If you need any more proof, just check out her stand-up bits that she chooses to post for her Instagram reels. That is, according to her, her best. Enough said. 
I don't often talk about Yuga Labs, but when I do, it's to share small details that will surely contribute to their eventual fall from grace. The auction for Yuga Labs' inaugural Bitcoin Ordinal NFT collection ended this week, netting the firm $16.5 million in just 24 hours. The 12-fold auction included 300 NFTs, 288 of which were listed for sale, with the remaining 12 going to, quote, contributors, donations, and philanthropic efforts, a.k.a. being held back for secondary sales. Basically, the mechanics of the auction were comparable to that of an IRL auction in which bidders throw their wads of cash in the general direction of the auctioneer while also wearing a blindfold. Or if you want the technical breakdown, bidders sent their Bitcoin directly to Yuga Labs as a bidding mechanism. The creator of Bitcoin ordinals slammed Yuga and called their method degenerate. Oh my God, fucking finally. Somebody other than me or anybody with a lady profile picture is fucking slamming these guys. Holy shit. Others called it a scammer's dream. Well, makes sense since Yuga Labs is the biggest overtly fraudulent organization in all of Web3. I said it. Go ahead and cancel me. Besides the fact that these, quote, industry leaders are using the tech in a super irresponsible and laissez-faire kind of way, the, quote, art has been rightfully compared to something that you might make in a Blender 3D software tutorial. But oh my God, it's Yuga Labs. There's one word and one word only to wrap up this latest drop and Yuga Labs as a whole. Grift. Anyways, that's all the news updates I have for you today, folks. It's Women's History Month. So today's NFA segment will highlight some creators and brand builders I love in and beyond Web3. The following is not financial advice, only my advice to keep you tapped into what's cool. We have to start with Charlie Cohen, the London-based multiverse brand building extraordinaire and leader of the most fashionable digital future. Charlie also happens to be one of my best friends and favorite people on earth. She founded her first clothing brand at age 15 and then went on to launch her own label under her namesake, which I can only describe as the Lara Croft core of your dreams. She's partnered with Reebok, Pokemon, and had her brand sold by luxurious retailers like Selfridges, my personal favorite. She is now the CEO of Restless, the only metaverse fashion experience that will matter over the next hundred years. Go follow her and buy her clothes and NFTs. You'll be cooler if you do. Next up is artist, musician, and community builder Latasha. The Brooklyn-based musician is using her music and her role at top NFT platform Sora to bridge the digital gap for marginalization in Web3. Her music, vibe, visuals, and voice is unrivaled. She exudes only iconic and legendary behavior. She currently has an active auction with Sotheby's as part of the My Body, My Business curation, where a portion of the proceeds from sales benefit reproductive healthcare organizations, including one of my personal favorites, Planned Parenthood. Last but not least, can I just say the entire crew that is Boys Club? Truly carrying the weight of being a cool community that you'd actually want to be a part of in Web3 on their backs. I've been lusting after them since their early days, and I haven't stopped since. If you're someone in Web3 
or not in Web3 who doesn't identify as a man and you're looking for your gateway community, look no further than Boys Club, which in case you haven't figured out by now, mostly caters to women and people who identify as non-binary. Okay, I was going to stop there, but let's just do a speed round of a few more of my favorites because I can't help myself, can I? Here we go. Fast round. Evan McMullen, Imani LaRussa, Elise Swopes, Ali Weiss, and so, 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 so many more. I actually had like 10 more on this list because I could go on and on and on. But then I remembered we have three more episodes this month. So check out all the ladies I mentioned in the episode description and follow them. Or even better yet, support them financially. Not because it's Women's History Month, but because I fucking said so. Okay, folks, there you have it. I'm Carson Daly. You can't go a week in crypto without me. So please rate this show five stars or more. <laughs> follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carson Daly and follow this show on Instagram at Carson Daly Show. See you next Tuesday. Bye. The Carson Daly Show is a essential media production written by me and my better comedic half, James Carr. Music by Woody.